0: You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter, where we're overcoming trials with triumphs. Now, here's your host, Patty Catter.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning again this week. Today, I have Patrick Fitzgibbon on the show. Patrick retired from a police department in Colorado, which he's going to tell you his story in a little while. And he was in the 82nd Airborne. Patrick, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thank you so much, Patty. I appreciate being here. Excited to to have a chat with you and your listeners.
1: Thank you. Go ahead and let's jump right in. Tell our listeners a little bit about (laughs) where you're from. We'll start there, where you're from and a little bit about how you grew up.
0: Uh, Well, again, paffetz Gibbons. thank you uh, for listening to the show. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I grew up uh, in Colorado, mostly, uh, I was a military brat, traveled around, my dad was a, a, a he was a judge advocate, he was a lawyer in the military in the army when I was growing up, so we lived in Europe for a little bit, uh, until I was about 10, moved back to, to Colorado, or moved to Colorado, my dad was stationed there, <clears throat> and pretty much stayed in Colorado my entire life, and then I went into the military, I went down to Fort Bragg and 82nd and spent time down there, And then uh, I knew when I was in the military that I have a lot of cops that are relatives, used to be cops. Now they're all retired, but they're Chicago cops. So that was in my blood. And so I knew I wanted to continue serving in some capacity outside of the military. Um, My wife at the time didn't like the military very much because I was in a rapid deployment unit and I was always gone. And by then we had a child, my daughter. And so she wanted me out of the military, so I thought it was the best thing to do if I wanted to keep my wife and my kid. Yeah. So I got out of the military, but I knew I wanted to serve, you know, continue to serve. And I really had this passion, uh, this bug to be to become uh, a law enforcement officer, a police officer. And I did it. Moved back to Colorado, got into the police academy, paid for it myself. At the same time, went through, I got a two-year degree. And uh, you know, I was really lucky, Patty, because I got the first job that I applied to, which was in Southeastern Colorado. Spent about 10 years there. Uh, While I was in uh, Southeastern Colorado, I finished up a master's degree. And then I got kind of recruited. I did get recruited to the private sector in corporate security. Didn't like that because I was traveling too much and I had a young family. So I got back into law enforcement and I retired in 2019 uh, from an agency just outside of Boulder, Colorado, which is not very far from Denver. And again, 23 years, I retired as an operations commander. Uh, I was in charge of all the patrol division and patrol officers and just had a great career. I mean, ups and downs, like you probably know. I know you have military uh, and law enforcement in your family, and it's ups and downs. But uh, I retired on top. Uh, I teach uh, at the college level in Colorado, do a bunch of stuff like that. Of course, I have my show uh, that we can talk about. Um, But yeah, I'm just having a great life. My kids are Adults, they're they're self sufficient and on their own, and I'm just I'm just happy to be here, happy awesome. to be on this show, and uh, tell more about my story.
1: Yeah, I actually want to give you a question that. I'm sure some of my listeners are wondering too. What's one of the hardest things that you had to deal with as a police officer, because it's different. I think now than it was when you were in, I know I look back at the time when, um, Ken, my husband was in the military or in the, um, law enforcement and it's so much different now. I mean, you have so many obstacles, um, that our law enforcement's going through, but can you think of one thing that was really difficult or crazy, a crazy story for us? I like (laughs) crazy cop stories.
0: (laughs) Well, I think, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's ups and downs. Like I said, law enforcement, I think one of the hardest um, calls I ever went on was uh, the death of a, of a child uh, got run over by school bus. Um, you know, mom was calling the child across the street. Um, the initial call that came out, um, you know, said that, you know, the kid just grazed the bus, he was fine. But when I got there, the kid was deceased, the child was deceased. So Calls like, and I can just go on and on about calls like that. And they're not all doom and gloom, but that was one that still sticks out in my mind as a very, very difficult call. I mean, I had small children at the time, so it hit home, you know, very closely. And your listeners who are law enforcement, you could probably relate to it. You have, you know, again, service in your background. Um, So it was a very difficult time you know, to, to deal with that. But then there are funny stories in law enforcement, you know, I mean, it's the greatest show on earth. I always tell people it's, it's not Groundhog Day. I mean, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's so fun. Um, but it does, you know, it is taxing mentally and physically on the individual. And you mentioned, you know, it's so difficult today, I couldn't imagine being a law enforcement officer today, thank God, if there's brave men and women that still want to get into the profession not in the numbers that I'd seen when I first became an officer, but it is a very difficult uh, environment right now. That's an understatement. I mean, just turn on the news, but uh, I think out every day that there's brave men and women out there that serve and protect us. And they're not perfect. You know, they're not perfect. They make mistakes, but the overwhelming majority of people who serve and the first responders. And what I mean by first responders, not just cops. I'm talking about EMS, fire, paramedics, dispatchers, you know, they're, they're good people. They're just trying to do a good job and serve. And and it's very difficult.
1: Right. I honestly have never met a police officer who was in it, just to get by or for a paycheck because your no. pay is not very great as a police officer. Yeah. Those of you serving know. Um, and a lot of times you kind of hear glorified police stories, right? So mm-hmm. you think of Miami vice or you think yeah. of jump, what's that jump street? 21, <laughs> 21 jump it. street. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you, you yeah. think of all these yeah, cool it's, TV it's, shows.
0: Yeah. I mean, most, you know, it, you think about it, I mean, a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people get what they know about law enforcement in particular, about shows that we do. And they're funny and they're entertainment, but they're not real life. They're obviously Hollywood. But yeah, most people get what they know about cops from Law & Order and CSI, however many CSIs there are, other shows out there. So that's kind of the image that they have about law enforcement. And In reality, it's not anything like that. Some of it is kind of accurate, but most of it isn't.
1: Right. You know... I remember when I was a kid, we would play cops and robbers all the time. (laughs) And it was something that we thought was really cool. Like police officers were really cool because they were going to protect us from the bad guy. Um, And nowadays, I feel like the media has really spun too much dark side of police officers, when in fact, the majority, like you said, are overwhelmingly protective of the people yeah. in their communities, and they want to help. And we don't hear those stories as much as we should. So tell us a little bit about your podcast.
0: Uh, thank you. And I and I agree with that. But I, again, I think the, the vast majority of Americans, maybe I'm just, maybe just naive, they support law enforcement, but we live in a unique time right now, Patty, where it's so hard, you can't, you know, depending on where you're at in the country, it might be difficult to support law enforcement, but I tell people on my show and I go on a lot of shows that I really do believe that the vast majority majority of people do support our brave men and women who protect us every day. And my show, I, it's called CJ Evolution, Criminal Justice Evolution Podcast. And I started it about six and a half years ago. I remember I was kind of driving around one day on patrol and I was like, I was listening to Rogan or something like that. And I was like, man, it would be fun to start a show that was you know, just dedicated to to law enforcement and criminal justice at the time. Now there's tons of them at the time. There wasn't a lot of shows out there like that. So I did it and it was trial and error. And I don't know if you do it with your shows, but I go back sometimes and listen to some of those first shows. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. I'm I'm still doing
1: that.
0: And I'm not a, and I tell people, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm constantly evolving. I'm constantly improving and stuff like that. But my show and I've been blessed. I have like 480 shows and I've had, people that have been in prison i have had people who are best selling authors i have had some navy seal guys that help hunt hunt down ben laden i've had just a vast majority of guests on the show and i'm not saying that in a uh arrogant way i'm just saying that i've had a lot of people on there and i just don't tell i just don't sit around pat and talk about war stories i just don't do that it's a criminal justice show we talk about some topics but the premise behind my show is i wanted it to be something Thing positive. I wanted it to be uplifting and motivational instead of just, there's a time and a place for war stories. I get that. But I just didn't want it to be kind of a depressing uh, show where it's just doom and gloom because cops and first responders, they see enough of that on a daily basis. So I wanted to, to put a spin on it and, and, and have much more of a positive and uplifting message. And I've been able to do that. And I love the show. Uh, it's a passion of mine. And uh, it's going really well. So thank you for asking about it.
1: Would you say that the majority of your listeners are law enforcement or do you have an array of people listening?
0: Yeah, the most of them are first responders. You know, they're not just cops, but, you know, fire and EMS and paramedics. But, the yeah, a lot of them are police officers. But, um, you know, I, I have military, too, because I've had military, you know, people on before. Uh, so I have a segment that's military and then the majority of segments, uh, or the demographic is, is law enforcement and, and military.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what do your kids think of you? Because they're older now. So they grew up with their dad being a police officer, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they're proud of me and I love my kids. and very close to them, but you know, there were some difficult times. I and mean, I was one of those cops as a young cop where I was signing up for all the overtime and everything. And, you know, I, I missed a lot of my kids when they were growing up, you know, because I was working uh, to provide and that's just what people do. And there's nothing wrong with that, but they're very proud of me, but you know, it was, it was kind of tough sometimes, especially my daughter, you know, big cop and, you know, always scared to bring people home, but um, my kids, I love my kids. I'm very close to them, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult life, you know, for um, a first responder family. And I'm not saying just because you're not a first responder, it's not difficult, but you know, I was, I was really kind of a stickler with certain things, not, you know, locking the doors and stuff like that. But my kids are very proud of me now. And we have a great relationship.
1: That's awesome. I remember I can kind of relate because I remember when I was younger and I brought my husband to meet my dad for the first time (laughs) and my dad, he, he just did. Um, he was a volunteer on the sheriff's department at the time, but he was very, very pro um, law enforcement and was best friends with his father-in-law, who was my grandpa, who was a retired Flint police officer. But my dad, he loved guns. And so in the basement of our house, because we lived in Michigan, everybody has a basement there. um, We had a lot of guns, like he had gun cabinets, gun safes, tons and tons of guns. And he asked my husband the very first time he met him within like five minutes, he says, Hey, you want to go downstairs and take a peek at my guns and i was like oh no this is going bad um but my husband just got out of the marine corps and my husband
0: was like oh, yeah let's go so man let's, like, go. let's do it let's do it yeah, yeah so
1: they they hit it off right then but i can definitely relate i know yeah. there's times yeah. you know my daughter she wants us to meet a boy or something and i say does he know who like who your background is
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who you, yeah. You and that's came good from. you know it's good yeah it's good to to tell him that and i did the You know, the kind of the thing that you see sometimes on shows and stuff. I actually was cleaning a gun when my, I wasn't doing that to, I mean, I was just happened to be cleaning my service weapon. Mm -hmm. You know, she brought a guy home.
1: She was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I mean, got a little bit of fear in,
0: you know. The, yeah, it is normal.
1: <laughs> and you can kind of test the way that that cho- you know whoever they're bringing home, how they respond yeah. to, You know,
0: exactly. like either wow, exactly.
1: this is neat, or ooh, oh you know, maybe I better damn. get out of here while I can because I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So your wife sounds like, I mean, she must have put up with a lot from you too, then because you being military and like you said, she was saying like, okay, time for you to get out. But did she realize you were going to get out of the military to jump right into law enforcement, which is she equally- did.
0: you know, my yeah. ex-wife and, and she's God bless her. She's a wonderful woman. And yeah, she, um, she, I knew, you know, I told her obviously my path. And it was different. Uh, It's always been a dangerous job, but it's, you know, it was different, a little bit different back then. It was, again, it's always, it was always been dangerous. It always will be, but it was just a different environment. Um, You know, but she was very supportive of me, Patty. And that's, you know, if you don't have the support of your family, least of all your spouse or partner, it's going to make it that much more difficult. So, but she supported me uh, throughout the majority of my law enforcement career, which was very important.
1: Mm -hmm, It is. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question. I normally don't ask my guests, but I think I'm going to start because I just felt compelled to, but, um, what would you say with all of the turmoil going on in America right now, if you could relay one message to all Americans, what would that be? I'm putting you on the spot right now.
0: What would that be is I would say that we learn we need to learn how to communicate better. You know, I think communication is the key to most everything, whether it's law enforcement relationship, husband, wife, you know, partner, whatever, is that we need to learn how to communicate better and more effectively. All the stuff that's going on, and again, I'm not some expert. I'm not trying to you know project myself as some expert, but I think it all centers around communication. And it seems like we have a lack of communication, or not very clear communication, uh, in this country. And there's so many other things that I would I would say too, but I think communication is is key to everything. It's the key to you know a successful relationship, successful negotiations between countries and, you know, politician. So mm-hmm. better communication, I think, would be the, the thing that I would stick with.
1: Right. I think that's a really great point because you as a police officer, when you're communicating to somebody you're about to arrest and then the person you're about to arrest, they need to communicate better with you, too, instead of, yeah. that, you know, put their guard up and uh, like a big punk, they should yeah. just relax.
0: Yeah, a little exactly. bit. Exactly. I mean, it all starts all starts with communication. You know, we're doing it right now. Uh, you know, your husband, you, you know, it, it all starts with, with good and effective communication. I, and I think with so many distractions that we have going on in the world right now, social media and all this other stuff, I'm not saying that that's bad. Uh, it can be bad, but I think we get lost with our communication. You know, I mean, how many times, I mean, I remember before I retired, you know, sitting next to a person in a different office and we're sending emails to each other when we could just pick up and kind of walk and talk face to face. So I'm not knocking technology. I think technology is very important in today's world. You need it. But I think we need to communicate more and better as we mm-hmm. move forward.
1: I love that so much. Um, love it. So I want to bring up your book. You have a book. Yeah. Tell us about that.
0: So I wrote, uh, it's called Evolve, and it's a micro book. And if, for those listeners out there who don't know what a micro book is, it's just like the name implies it's a small book, it's about 80 pages. Easily digestible, and I wanted to write it. It was my dad passed away in 2019, so I wanted to write it dedicated to him, which I did. But I also wanted to give uh, some uh, suggestions and feedback and advice to the up and coming first responders. And so, Evolve is an acronym, and it stands for uh, First E. That First E is um, elevate your mindset. It all starts with your mindset. Look, I mean, that's what I believe. I think every everything starts uh, in your mind. You know, if, if we think bad thoughts, if we think life sucks, I hope I can say that or, you know, yeah. whatever, then that's what you're probably going to get in return. So elevate, I believe is the first step. And it's not that I don't have bad days or anybody else has bad days, but if you constantly stay in that mindset, that's what life's going to give you. So, um, V is, uh, evolve. E <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, um. Uh, evolve. Oh my God, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> visualization. So visualizing, um, visualization is key to everything. So, you know, if you look at like, let's take Tiger Woods, for instance. So if you take Tiger Woods, you know, most of the time he, in his heyday, he, he would say, I visualize this moment. I visualize being up uh, on the podium, getting that green jacket at the masters. Same with the Olympics right now. If you, if you see some of the the people who have won gold medals, a lot of them say, I visualize this moment. So I really am a, a believer in visualization that you can visualize. And then you have to put hard work behind that. It has to, you have to put action behind that, but what you visualize, you can achieve, you know, what you visualize, you can achieve. So the O is others. And I'm really a, a big believer in who you surround yourself with. You know, if you surround yourself with crappy people or bad influences, that's pretty much who you're going to become. Remember, I mean, you're a mother, Patty. Remember, you probably told your kids at one point, don't hang out with us kids. Well, because why? Because who you hang out with, you're going to, you're probably going to become. So others is very important. You know, Jim Rohn, if you know who that is and your listeners know, he had a late great saying, you're the, you're the five and it's stood the test of time. You're the average of the five people you associate with. So I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, others who, oh, who you surround yourself with. As a matter of fact, you know, one of the things, and I think law enforcement, uh, maybe they, they, and it's not, what I'm about to say is not a knock on law enforcement or first responders, but the best thing I ever did, Patty, was get friends outside of law enforcement.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Because law enforcement is an inherent toxic environment, that's just, I'm not saying any bad, but it is any cop who's been doing the job for a period of time will probably tell you the same thing. It's just, people don't call us when everything's going good. People call us when you know what hits the fan, and that eventually is going to rub off on you. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, L, love yourself. You know, if it, it all starts with you, and I'm not talking about it in a narcissistic, egotistical kind of way, but if you don't love yourself first, how are you going to love and care for anybody else? I mean, taking care of yourself mentally, physically, things like that. We all go through dark periods uh, in life. You know, roadblocks, or if you want to call them, I know I have. But you have to learn to love yourself because it all starts with if you're not happy with yourself, again, how are you going to serve and how are you going to be there for others? And I think so many people out there are just miserable. You know, just, just their life sucks for whatever reason. And I'm not trying to discount that, but it really needs to come back to taking care of yourself.
1: Yeah, true.
0: You know, you know if you don't take care of yourself, Patty, you're going to be there for your kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably not, or you will be, but probably not. The way you right. should be. right? Um, you know, so um, that's O. Um, you know, again, and uh, V is victory. Celebrate those victories every day. You know, I, I start every day, Patty, getting up and just being in a state of gratitude. You know, I went through some rough times in the last year, but I learned to practice gratitude again and again with action. Hey, I'm alive. I'm alive. You know, so celebrate those victories, because people do have them every day. I know we tend to focus on the negative, but you do have positive. So celebrate those victories every day because you have them. No matter how bad you think your life is, somebody always has it worse, always has it worse. So celebrate those, be grateful. That's the V, the victories and E, every day be your best, show up, do the best job you can. So I wrote that book again, as a micro book, people can find it on my website. You can download it for free. And I wanted to dedicate it to my father. I wanted to give some uh, tips and advice for law enforcement officers because everything we just talked about, people might say, well, it has nothing to do with law, it has everything to do with law enforcement, it has everything to do with any profession, you know? And that's a lot of, it's self-help basically. Stuff mm-hmm. that I wish I had when I was a young cop. Mm-hmm. That I
1: right, I can see it being utilized in all different things. Like you yeah, were saying, everything. police, military, but, stay-at-home but being, moms.
0: Yeah, but being my my background, you know, from where I came, military law enforcement, I felt compelled and, you know, wanted to continue to give back.
1: Mm -hmm. I love it. And where can they find your book, your website and your social media?
0: Uh, Everything is on cjevolution.com. Again, criminaljusticeevolution.com. If you Google my name, Path It's Given, you'll see all my stuff come up. But if you just go to the website, all my social media is linked up. Um, You you can see all my episodes. You can see the book. Again, it's free. You can download the PDF version. Uh, And if you want to contact me, reach out to me. I love hearing from people.
1: Awesome. Do you ever do speaking engagements in person?
0: Absolutely. I just uh, did a speaking engagement. Great question. I uh, did a uh, speaking engagement uh, about a month ago. What are we in right now? February. So it was like the mid, uh, mid-January. mid I did a speaking engagement for the undersheriffs of Colorado. I uh, told them uh, a little bit more in depth about my story, but it was a positive story about exactly what we're talking about. Resiliency, leadership, um, you know, motivation and stuff like that. But the answer, the long answer is yes. You know, the short answer is I do do speaking engagements a lot.
1: That's awesome. I was hoping so, because I think that you would be fantastic at it.
0: So, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I stumbled a little bit when you were putting me on the spot with the book. I was like, Oh my God, what? But uh yeah, I do. I love speaking and I love getting in front of people, Patty. And I I know there's an inherent fear of getting in front of people. And I'm not saying I don't get nervous and stuff like that, but I I love getting in front of people and, and, and just talking and telling my story in the hopes that it helps somebody else. Uh, I love it.
1: I like it too. I, you know what, I just wrote a little bit about that on my Facebook today about the importance of sharing your story and yeah. how it can help so many people. And sure. it helps yourself heal in the process of exactly. different things that you've been through.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And everybody, the one thing I learned, you know, I, I learned it later in life, but everybody is going through something. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going through something. You know, you you probably don't know it the majority of the time, but everybody has their story. Everybody is going through their personal tragedies or whatever. So the point in that is try to be nice to people because the guy who cut you off, yeah, he might have been a, you know what, but you don't know what he's going through. You don't know what hers, she's going through. They don't know what you're going through. So, you know, just, just try to be nice to people. Mm-hmm.
1: That's so true. So, so true. Okay, share your social media one more time.
0: It's uh, cjevolution.com. That's evolution.com. CJEvolution for short. Uh, and you can find my website right there. Uh, it's a top-rated show. Uh, everything that, uh, that we talked about speaking engagements, coaching, things like that. Cause I do do coaching for first responders. It's all on the website, social media, LinkedIn, um, big on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all those are on the site.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Patrick, for your service to our Absolutely. country Thank and you. to your community and, um, for being on the show.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Patty. You're doing a great job. You're killing it and thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for all your family members that serve and protect and served and protect. Uh, and I appreciate you for having me on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you everybody for listening until next week. I am Patty Catter. I'll always be Patty Catter. I don't know why I end with that. Right. Um, have an amazing (laughs) week, everybody.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening. Please head over to pattycatter.com for the latest updates on Patty, her talk show, and what she's up to. You can also find her on Amazon TV and Roku, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Patty Katter. Until next time.